Hey, everybody, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Preacher Boys podcast. I make this show for you, and I hope that you really enjoy it. I have a lot of people that ask me how they can support the show financially, and you can do that by heading over to patreon.com slash preacherboys. You're going to get access to exclusive content, including early releases of episodes. I've got a couple episodes right now that have been released at least a month early over on Patreon. You've got access to things like unique merch, depending on what tier you join, and you get access to some behind-the-scenes content that I'm posting within the group. So head over to patreon.com slash preacherboys and become a member over there today. Every single supporter helps make this show a little bit more possible, especially as I continue to add additional episodes and content every single week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Let's get back to the show. Trigger warning. This podcast contains descriptions of various abusive situations. Listener discretion is advised. You are listening to the Preacher Boys Podcast, a podcast shedding light on decades of mental, physical, and sexual abuse within the independent fundamental Baptist movement. The testimonies shared on this podcast are told from the personal experience and perspective of the survivors. Not all legal outcomes are known or final. Any suspect is presumed innocent until proven guilty in the court of law. To find more information about the Preacher Boys podcast and upcoming documentary, visit PreacherBoysDoc.com or connect on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter with the handle at PreacherBoysDoc. Now, here is your host... Eric Skwarzynski. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another Solo Saturday episode of the Preacher Boys podcast. I was reading Anna C. Salter's book, Predators, Pedophiles, Rapists, and Other Sex Offenders. And in the introduction, she says, quote, We think sex offenders are monsters, and surely we would recognize a monster, wouldn't we? End quote. The paragraph surrounding it jumped off the page to me, and it was incredibly powerful in light of the work I've been doing to expose abuse taking place specifically within independent fundamental Baptist churches. Later in the intro, it says, quote, Sex offenders only very rarely sneak into a house in the middle of the night. More often, they come through the front door in the day as friends and neighbors, as Boy Scout leaders, priests, principals, teachers, doctors, and coaches. They're invited to our homes time after time, and we give them permission to take our children on overnight camping trips, the basketball game, or down to the Salvation Army for youth activities. We get permission because we don't recognize these people as predators, because we think sex offenders are monsters, and surely we would recognize a monster, wouldn't we? That nice young minister who runs all the youth programs, the one with the crooked smile and the thatch of brown hair over his brow, the one who visits the elderly and gives the poor money from his own funds, surely not him. He could not be a child molester with 90 victims while he's still in his 20s. That good-looking, polite young man who just wants to see the motorcycle for sale in the backyard. Surely he couldn't be a rapist with a knife in his hip pocket waiting for you to turn your back to pull the cover off. End quote. The reality is indeed scarier than any fictional monster Hollywood could come up with. Horror director George A. Romero once famously said, quote, I've always felt that the real horror is next door to us, that the scariest monsters are our neighbors, end quote. My zombies will never take over the world because I need the humans. The humans are the ones that I dislike the most, <laughs> and they're where the, the trouble really lies. The zombies are just sort of, you know, a lot of mosquitoes out to me. <laughs> We don't want to believe that the evangelist standing behind the pulpit could be a predator, or that the Christian school basketball coach is a rapist, or that the friendly bus captain has ulterior motives. But we have to be aware of that possibility. Like any animal, human predators often disguise themselves, blending into the surroundings and awaiting the right time. The only difference is that their camouflage is a suit and tie and neatly combed hair. This is why it's somewhat understandable why so many refuse to believe allegations made against someone within the IFB. 
How could I have been duped? If they're so wicked, why do they spend so much on missions each year? I almost sent my daughter to this college. I did my research and would have noticed if something was wrong. No one wants to believe that they fell for a predator's disguise. And, more importantly, they don't want to believe that a predator could even exist within their separated, safe, righteous, religious bubble. With the nature of my work exposing abuse within the IFB movement, I've been met with objections just like this. This has nothing to do with him. Don't tear down a man of God who's done so much for the cause of Christ. He's responsible for his church and its members. If you knew him personally, you wouldn't post this garbage trying to tear him down. Or, why are you so obsessed with attacking churches? Or, here we have a politically left-themed attack on IFB. The heart seems to be an attack on fundamentalism with a niche interest in the IFB. The truth is, you don't need to feel ashamed or guilty that you didn't personally identify something wrong. No one else did either. That's how so many predators often slip by undetected for so long. Just don't let your pride or shock keep you in that space. In retrospect, were there signs that something wasn't right? Did the person have unique traits or actions that you might look out for moving forward? I'm not saying that everyone who shares any trait with someone who is found guilty is guilty. Don't misunderstand me. I'm simply saying to be vigilant and question your environment and the people in it beyond face value. Furthermore, take compassion on the victim. They fell for the same disguise or trap as you, only they were met with physical harm. Not because they were dumb or gullible or asking for it. Monsters almost never look like monsters. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Preacher Boys podcast. Be sure to tune in every Wednesday and Sunday for interview episodes with survivors, mental health professionals, and law enforcement officers. And tune in Saturday for a solo episode with me discussing various attributes of the IFB. I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Preacher Boys podcast. If you appreciated the content on the show, please leave a review on iTunes and don't forget to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter with the handle at Preacher Boys Doc. Additional information can always be found on PreacherBoysDoc.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.